0: What's better than this guys being dudes here on the draft toots podcast presented by locked on. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs and Chris Schubert from the draft network. And we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. Kyle, happy update to you. I woke up this
1: morning ready to fight a grizzly bear if I needed to. Dude, I could tell
0: whatever it's, you were doing there while I was welcoming people to the show. Foaming at the was,
1: mouth, I'm frothing at the yeah. mouth to get into some good football content tonight. You know, it's 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 the equivalent of uh, you know walking out in your backyard and your four little yippee dogs are getting ready to get scooped up by a brown bear on fence, and so you run out there and you just knock it out one shot, one shot KO like that that girl on TikTok who went viral Unreal. yesterday for literally punching a bear in the face to save her dogs.
0: Unreal. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I can say about that video. Unreal! If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you did yesterday, but congratulations on, on the internet. The and internet. Find it. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So today is wide receiver day. Uh, we have, are going to well, build. I, can I get? Can I get one more thought on, on that? Sure.
1: Sorry, it just spontaneously popped into my head. Imagine if Bears had phones, and like that bear like went to the Bear Pub, and all his buddies were there. It was like. <laughs> Yo, you got knocked out, bro. Like, what happened? Like, I don't think that, bear be able, that bear would never be that bear yeah. would never be able to live it down, right? He's done, right? Yeah, it's over for that. Guy. I mean, there was this whole debate. I don't know if you saw this, and it was like a survey by some news outlet, and it was like, we're gonna give you a range of animals, and we want you to tell <laughs> us what you think you could beat in a fight, right? And like six percent responded that they could beat a bear in a fight, and like everybody was like eh, I've watched National Geographic. I know what bears look like. You're not beating a bear if you're a person. Sorry, with your bare hands. You're not allowed to have a weapon. This girl said, yeah, bet. Put my dogs on the line. I'm going to knock that bear out. And she literally <laughs> just yeeted it. in the literal definition of what the kids these days are saying with yeet, she yeeted that bear off
2: the fence. she be. Welcome to the Wednesday wildcard edition of uh, the Draft no, News no, Podcast. No, 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 no. We're doing we're doing,
1: wide we're doing wide receivers.
0: All right, so just like we've done for running backs and quarterbacks, we are going to build the ultimate wide receiver over the last four draft class, 2018, 19, 20, and 21, by looking at the traits that we use to evaluate wide receivers and picking the guy that we think is the best at this, keeping in mind we can only use – each wide receiver one time. And from a text exchange that I had with Kyle before the show as we were preparing, this was hard because this the sucks. options are a plenty.
1: Well, yeah, there's 30-plus wide receivers that get drafted every year, and this is the position where you see guys getting drafted not in the first round that end up being really, really yeah. good because they had a redeeming quality. Yep. So... <sighs>
0: So, like, literally, I think we could have done this for each one of the draft classes and filled it up very appropriately. Now we're going to try to smash four draft classes of really good wide receivers into this, but uh, that's the task at hand, and I'm ready for it.
1: So, a couple things. As Joe said, you can only use each player once, Uh, so you have to be strategic with that regard. And um, we're looking at the prospects with how we felt about them at the time of their entry into the NFL. So we're not picking guys who came out in 2018 with the benefit of hindsight and saying, oh, well, you know, you look what he's done in the first three years. And no, no, there's none of that. It's what were they when they came out?
0: All right. I got a little bit of bias in mind from – from what I've learned about the oh, player in the NFL, but for the most yeah. part.
1: For the most Openly part. admitting you can't compartmentalize your thought process. That's true.
0: Well, I have new information, Kyle, and that's kind of what we're <laughs> wired to do. As new information comes to the table, we incorporate that into our opinions.
2: All right. Well, Chris, are you gonna are you gonna count us down? I was going to. I just wanted to make sure you guys got all of the rules out there for everybody so they know uh, what this process is. Maybe if they miss the quarterback or the running back one. I missed the running back one, so they, they're not alone uh, yeah, I can't in that. It. So I have the 10 traits here. I have the spreadsheet open. I will be keeping track of what you guys uh, have selected to make sure there are no crossovers, that there are no mistakes. As always, we go on three. I name the trait. Uh, I go three, two, one. And then on one, you guys are going to say the name of the player. The e, you the e and one. The E and one. Okay. One. Bang. Your first trait. Of 10,
0: route running. three, two, one. Jerry, Judy. Jerry Judy. Uh, Boom!
1: Let's yeah. go.
0: That was the, the big thing with Jerry Judy was the advanced route running ability. And it didn't disappoint when you got into his tape. I, I thought this is one that as I was preparing for the podcast, I knew was going to be my answer for route running. Jerry Judy, and it's starting to show up for Denver. Got to catch the ball consistently, but the guy knows how to run routes.
1: So I tried to make notes for... Every one of the categories in the player, whether it was a key statistic that would have used to help justify my uh, my selection or anything like that, and I just wrote down two words for Jerry Judy: built different. He is built different as a route runner coming out of college than the vast majority of other guys that you see as college prospects making this transition. It's the suddenness. It's the way he sells things. It's how things look similar until they're not. Um, And then he, and then he goes up to the NFL just to use an example from the NFL. I don't know if you saw this one. I don't remember who it was against Joe, but he ran outside release and he put the mail, the mailbox up Mm -hmm. on a stop route. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh he stacked him vertically, put the mailbox up and then literally Worked back underneath him again, hit the brakes, and that DB must have overran that by ten yards, and it was down inside the red area, and he broke the tackle because of how much separation he created at the top of the route because that's what he does because he's a great route runner. And he scored a touchdown.
2: Next
0: trait, hands. Three, two, one. Hunter, C.D. Lamb. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Okay, I went so, Hunter Renfro. The dude, the dude, just never dropped a pass at Clemson. Like, and it wasn't just that he was getting these, you know, running these little option routes and catching the ball with nobody near him. I mean, this guy was making contested catches. And the thing that's so stupid about Hunter Renfro's hands is that they're seven and seven eighth inches.
1: I, see, I mean, that's the reason why I couldn't pick him.
0: That's why I had to pick him is because his hands are so small and he never drops anything. <laughs> I I don't understand like. Who are we? Ta- it was um, what player was it? David Montgomery or something? His hands yesterday.
1: Oh, was it an talk- Antonio
0: Gibson? Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he's at like eight and eight and five eighth inch hands. Okay. <laughs> Hunter Renfro says bet, and he checks yeah, in with three, seven and
1: seven-eighths. eighth, three quarters of an inch smaller than that. Uh, so CeeDee Lamb, obviously, he came came in Dallas last year and struggled with drops a little bit in the NFL. But you go back to his college resume. First of all, he had zero drops on fifty eight targets, twenty plus yards downfield throughout the course of his time there at Oklahoma, uh, 245 targets credited with three drops over that time span. Uh, So you look at the volume, and that was a big thing for us, Joe, with, with running backs too, is trying to find the balance of volume with fumbles, right? It was like who had big carry totals and few drops. And then you take into account some of the catches that CD made away from his frame, and all those things added up to me with consistency vertically down the field, only a handful of drops on over two hundred forty targets. Uh and what he was able to do uh throughout the course of his career was some of the the wow catches away from his body. That was enough for me to to buy on C D Lane.
2: Next trait. Separation is the this next
1: trait. I changed this three times. Are you gonna change
2: <laughs> are you gonna change it here when you announce your pick or no? No, you, I'm not. I'm locked okay. in. It with some conviction here though. So separation in three, two one, Justin Jefferson.
0: Oh, good. To see, go ahead. This is a good choice.
1: Yeah. So, Justin Jefferson did a little research here. Uh, in 2019, Justin Jefferson, according to Pro Football Focus, led the country in receptions with one plus step of separate. I don't know how they define step, but one plus step of separation with 99 receptions in 2019. Wow with one plus step of separation, which was the most in college football, uh, had a lot of room to work, right? And I know that was the big thing with him is, oh, he's in the slot. He's winning in the slot. He's going to have to win in the slot in the next. Well, turns out he doesn't have to win in the slot at the next level, but that's you know the benefit of hindsight. But even just looking at Justin Jefferson and what he was as a prospect coming out, I absolutely loved his resume. I loved his tape. Uh, he was the 2020 NFL draft, correct? Yeah. I just want to make sure I get my my standing right on where I stood on Justin Jefferson, but uh, I believe he was my wide receiver three in that year's class, and he was, according to the 2020 NFL draft prospectus, RIP, poor one out, no longer a thing, uh, but we got a better system anyway with the collaborative effort that we do. He was wide receiver four, excuse me, but number seventeen overall on the board. Uh, So a little bit higher than where he actually got drafted. Has no problem running routes. Has no problem finding separation and put up what fourteen hundred yards for the Vikings this past year. So I'd say uh, that separation is going pretty pretty well for him in the NFL too.
0: Terry McLaurin for me. Um, You saw it at Ohio State. You saw it at the Senior Bowl. You're seeing it with Washington. Uh, super deceptive as a route runner. Um, everything looks the same, and it, he doesn't give anything away. And I think that helps him run away from coverage. Obviously, he's a 4 3 guy, gets open at, at all levels, super agile, um, great in his release package, gets on top, top, top of corners and runs away. I mean, he, he's outstanding.
2: Your fourth trait release package. The fourth trade up here. Three, two, one. DK. Terry McLaurin. Sorry.
1: I had to put Scary Terry here. Joe, you mentioned when you were summarizing (laughs) the route or the separation of McLaurin, uh, you included the releases. And and whether it's the stutter release, jab step, he's turning guys inside out. You, You think back to his time at Ohio State and what helped him with his releases that he did. Uh, as far as the third phase of the game of football. Is
0: that a question? Yes. W- what helped him? Yes. As far as the third.
1: With his releases. Special teams. Special yeah, Gunner. Gunner, gunner yeah. man. You got to beat two guys at the same yeah. time. So, of yeah. course, he's going to have great releases. He spends all this time as a gunner at Ohio State. And now he's got to go out and be press coverage where there's only one dude out there. Yeah, okay. That's no problem and you're seeing that with Terry McLaurin at the NFL level. He's roasting. He's roasting guys like Darius Slay on the line of scrimmage. He's in great shape. That's my pick.
0: DK Metcalf for me. This is the first thing that stood out to me stood out to me when I fell in love with DK Metcalf was how quickly he accelerated, how physical he was at the line of scrimmage, how he has a lot of surface area obviously that he offers because of his frame and the way he's built but just how effective he was at not getting hung up on contact and still avoiding guys with a a really diverse blend of steep angles, using his power, and just not ever getting hung up on on, on contact. And so uh, was that against which which, uh, Alabama corner? corner Did he roast on the opening play of the game? Yeah. Was it Diggs? I don't think it was Diggs. You know, I think it might have been like Anthony Averett or something like that. But nonetheless. It really took the wind out of our yeah, sails. Yeah, it did. There. It did. No, you want to know what, dude? Here's the thing is is I was um doing some radio work with Roman Harper, and he did not like DK Metcalf. And I was like, bro, he roasted Alabama where Roman Harper went to school. This is all off record. And I was like, <laughs> man, you know that first play of the game? He goes like, who was that against? And I was like, I was like hoping that it was somebody really good. And it wound up and being like not- Ant- yeah, it was like Anthony Averick. He's like, yeah, and where did Anthony Averett get drafted? And I'm like, well, damn, he's a starter at Alabama. So uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, that was my first thing that stood out to me about DK Metcalf. And so, uh, it, you know, look, he's exceptional in a lot of things, but part of why he's so successful is what he does early in routes. Need to tell you guys about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the Yum. planet. Yum amazing flavors Kyle what's Delicious. Your what you what what are you hung up on right now with the bill parts grasshopper cookie i don't think you're supposed to tell people about the grasshopper well we cookies. got the
1: sample and i'm going to start selling it already <laughs> it's amazing it is the- so good it smacks i said this already in the pre show but grasshopper cookie i've had they they send you the sample box right i i got the sample box was brought into the house by my wife at 4:20 Eastern Standard Time. We're recording it's 9 o'clock. Half the sample box is gone.
0: Oh, dude. Are you it's serious? gone. Yes. Okay, They're so amazing. Grasshopper sugar cookies are moist and thick chocolate sugar cookies covered in fluffy mint frosting and topped oh, with a rich mint chocolate drizzle. Does that sound like what you ate? Y- yes, it does. Well, all the built bars are delicious. The grasshopper cookie, no exception. Especially perk. the
1: grasshopper cookie,
0: Kyle. Crabs. If you want to try them, we got a deal for you. These things are healthy for you, rich in protein, low in sugar. One hundred and fifty charts, calories. Nutrition facts. Perfect if you're on Yo. the keto diet. You want to try them out? Go to builtbar.com. Use Grass promo code LOCK fifteen. You'll get fifteen percent off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK fifteen Hopper for fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. So guys, we
2: move on to the fifth trait: run after catch. And through the first four, you have only uh, used the same name uh, twice. Uh, you use Jerry Judy both for route running, and then you each to use uh, Terry McLaren for a trait. So those are the Jerry, only two Jerry. names. Those are the only two names that you have doubled up on. I wonder if some of these other names will come up here. So run after catch, our next trait: three, yep. two, one. Rondell, Moore. grasshopper, cookie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh,
0: purple telephone or
1: <laughs> purple what? telephone's not a uh, purple monkey a is that the simpsons
0: flavor. simpsons purple monkey okay i'm i'm getting myself in trouble brandon ayuk is my answer for really? run after that's catch that's because you didn't want to pick ron down you have like mm-hmm. a thing against joe
1: him. brandon ayuk had more yards after catch than any wide receiver in 2020
0: what is going what is what is the the he's three- got
1: the forks up He's got forks up. Oh, it's a sun devil. I always forget
0: that Shuby, some like that's a thing for him. What what do you mean? It's a
2: thing. I have a degree from the university. There's a degree with my name on it
0: from the college. I know, but I don't. I don't think of you as an ASU guy because I know that West Virginia is like your favorite team. So I don't. It doesn't always click in my head. Rondell Moore, dude. Rondell, I can't deal with you. Rondell Moore is one of the most Bobby asinine on. football players I've ever seen with the ball in his hands. I mean, just creates so much space for himself. Super quick, twitchy. West Virginia. Just gets himself out of crazy situations. Like, his skill set demands manufactured touches.
1: You know who else does? Brandon, Brandon Iyer. Brandon he He's a good choice. Because he I- had more yards after catch than any wide receiver in the 2020 NFL draft. Okay. Period. And he's got size and he's got the bunnies because i've seen him literally <laughs> from a dead ass sprint jump over top of another human being contact balance it's true get in the ball in short spaces i yoke's my guy here feel good about it our next Forks trait up that's right our next trait ball skills real quick Joe and I are going to overlap here. I can feel it, and we do not know each other's. We're not answers, going to overlap.
2: Wow, Kyle. He, he just somebody. He, he heard he, he pick, heard you he, say that, and he was like, "Nah." No, he <laughs>
1: well, probably
2: he probably picks C D
1: Lamb or somebody else that's already been selected by me, so he can speak with confidence to know that there's not
0: an conviction. overlap. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, you know, some something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all yeah. right. Well, thanks for thanks for
2: ruining it for us, Joe. I'll do the countdown anyway. <sighs> uh, ball skills: uh, three, two, one. Jamar, Jamar Chase. Go
1: ahead. I mean, Jamar Chase, he didn't win a lot of times as a route runner or at the line of scrimmage. He want on back shoulder throws and 50-50 balls and taking shit off the rim. And he did all those things at a super high level with Joe Burrow. And uh, I understand he didn't play in 2020, but he was elite, comfortably the best player in college football at the wide receiver position in 2019. And the way he got there was body adjustments and tracking the football in the air. Apologize for cursing, Chris. <laughs> His he looked face. up like he'd seen a ghost.
2: I know. It was great. Well, I, it's just, I have to edit it. So I just need to make a note of the time. Do, stamp, you, so I, do you, though? We can have this conversation off air if I need to uh, or not. I'd send I, I another
1: be... word for poop just in case Chris does cut it from the podcast. <laughs>
0: CD Lambs, my pick, uh, man, just watching him at Oklahoma. I just felt like every game there was like two or three plays that normal human beings are not even normal, just like normal college football players should not be able to make. And a lot of that was the body control, how well he played along the sidelines, his ability to elevate for the football, just things slowed down for him at the catch point. He was always in, in good position. So that's a good answer. Yeah, a look, good answer.
1: You're they, they
0: both had good answers. Not
1: going to hate on it. Yeah it's, yeah, it's fair.
2: It says here no cursing on the thing I'm looking at right now. Uh, oh. Football IQ, the next straight up. Three, two, one. Justin Devonte Smith.
0: That's a good answer. That's a good answer. No, Although, tell me about ju- tell yeah. me about Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Um that scheme, that Joe Brady scheme was very much concept-based and not route-based. So a lot of adjustments on the fly and you don't have that type of efficiency catching passes. I know Joe Burrow was elite and Jefferson's elite and Chase is elite, but what makes those players work so well in that 2019 offense was they were all on the same page. They were able to process coverage on the fly and be where they're supposed to be always. And there was that label on Justin Jefferson coming into the NFL that he was a slot only. Then he goes to the NFL and it doesn't matter where he lines up. He's getting open to making plays. Smart football player knows how to run routes, knows how to adjust on the fly, has good situational awareness, spatial awareness. He's got elite football intelligence.
1: So this is where the bias comes in, right? You mentioned at the top of the show, there was some post draft bias that crept in Justin Jefferson's Impact in year one is what helped sell you on this being your choice here.
0: Well, yeah. Is that a factual statement. I, I think so. Um I, I I never thought Justin Jefferson couldn't play on the outside, but because that was such a thick narrative, for him to like leave no doubt about it, I think speaks to that the football intelligence piece of being able to line up in multiple spots.
1: Okay. That's fair. That's fair.
2: We got three more of these to go.
1: Whoa, I didn't talk about Devontae Smith yet, Chris.
2: Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad.
1: Cheese and crackers, man. Since curse. Um, So, Devontae Smith, physical traits, they're okay, right? He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. Probably a little bit of an understatement there, but (laughs) the guy managed to win a great deal of routes and production against a lot of the best corners in college football. And he did that by being one of the most technically refined prospects I've watched at the wide receiver position in recent memory. And it's not just that he runs good routes. It's the sideline awareness and the awareness of where the back end line is in the end zone. When you think about, Uh, The touchdown catch that he had against Georgia, and I believe it was Eric Stokes, where he managed to get his back feet in there. Uh, The sideline awareness, his hands, how he adjusts to the football, the timing and chemistry with his quarterback. I think all those things combine the polish that he had as a player, and I think the, the floor is very high for Devontae Smith. I'm not quite sure how high the ceiling is yet, but the floor is quite high because of how, cerebral of a player that Devontae Smith is as a prospect because he had to be, because he doesn't have great physical tools.
0: Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Three traits to go. I was waiting
2: for somebody to interrupt me and tell me that I'm forgetting something. Three nope. traits to go. You're good. You're good. You're Versatility, good. our next trait.
1: Joe and I are going to overlap here. I can feel it.
0: You think so?
2: Yeah. Oh, so see, this is different. Joe's left the door yeah, open. Is on this is what he point. should have done last right. this, this is the too. one that I this thought would be the podcast, most... This is how you podcast, Joe. This is how okay. you podcast. You set, this is you the one I thought here. would be
0: the most controversial because it was, kind of, it was definitely a dump spot for me where I wanted to include this guy. Dump spot. Okay, wow. yeah. cool. So, is it, so it's a good player. It's a good player that I wanted to fit in here and I thought this was the most logical spot.
1: I have this situation
0: as well. Oh, but you think we landed on the same player?
2: Yes, I do. All First, right. Versatility. Three, two, one. DJ
0: Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah! Oh, no way. I was not expecting that at all.
1: Yeah, so DJ, I originally had DJ in big playability, and then I reshuffled the deck a little bit, oh, and I came big back Big playability and like, was
0: the easiest one to put down. Well, let's, uh,
1: I got there, okay? Yeah. But I had the player that's in big playability I had somewhere else originally because I didn't have the player who took his spot in the original slot that he was in was not originally on my list, and I felt bad about it, so I had to keep tweaking. Like This was the legit like 30-minute process for me to get this list the way I liked it. <laughs> DJ Moore, you think about the wide receiver screens, the attacks down the field at Maryland, the end arounds. You remember that play against Townsend?
0: And yes, I was like, oh, dude. that's unreal. Cool. But
1: he did it against Townsend. in no, like was the like, dumbest did, crit- criticism there ever was. Yeah. no yeah. sense that that was a play in right. which he scored on. Right. So, yeah, the guy's jack of all trades. He had almost 20 career touches as rushes throughout three years at the University of Maryland. He had a 1,000 yards his final season there. He had big playability down the field. I think he averaged like 19 yards per catch or something like mm-hmm. that his final year at Maryland. So he won deep. He won short. He ran on gadget, won on gadget plays, all those things combined. There's no way I was going to get through a list going back to 2018 and not have DJ Moore as some category on the list.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think you hit the major talking points. I will say that last year he was there. This this is was the the big thing we talked about with Moore during the process. The only Big Ten receiver to have over a thousand yards. Right. And he did with like the third string quarterback all year at Maryland. Whoa, dude, they lost They lost their top three-stringed quarterbacks through the first six right. quarters of play that they
1: had that yeah. season.
0: It's unreal.
1: It's wild. And I know guy... that because I went to a game and watched them play <laughs> Michigan State, and it was like you were constipated trying to get a first down in that game.
0: Dude, and he hasn't had consistent quarterback play yet in the NFL, and he's still off to a historic pace production-wise. He's on, like, his
1: production relative to his quarterback play at Carolina – is commensurate to what DeAndre Hopkins was doing at Houston yeah. with the guys like Brock Osweiler and Brock mm-hmm. o- uh, Brian Hoyer thrown
2: the football. Yep. Ellen Robinson in Jacksonville in Chicago. Yeah.
0: Same type of thing.
2: Yep. Right. Like just guys with no quarterbacks.
0: Kyle, are you aware of the bet that Jamie and I placed today? I did see this and it was oh, it rooted around. Okay. Was it around Sam Darnold? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's official. It's in the ledger. Uh, it's on the list. So.
0: Yeah, just so, keep my
1: name off of that one. I didn't place
0: any. Yeah, you're not no, horse in one, this I, race. Nope. You and I are no in that one. Race. So I have Sam Darnold, I predict will be a top 25 fantasy quarterback in points per game yep. among quarterbacks that have at least six starts this year. Yeah, you went you went heavy
2: disclaimer on that one, but I appreciated it.
0: What do you mean heavy disclaimer? Though? You were just
2: like, you know, minimum six starts. You, you, well, those you, are
0: the parameters of the deal. I don't
2: know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> top 25. What do you want me to do? It, he was
0: he was. Oh, I told people what the bet was. I mean, come I on, Shub.
2: I mean, I'm on your side in this top bet, 25. Just, just to be he had him
0: clear. down there with like
2: with, with Ben Roethlisberger Joe, and like Jameis Winston. Joe, Joe, I'm on your side in the bet, man. Don't get mad at me.
1: I agree with you. Baker on Mayfield Twitter. down there, which surprised me a little. Hater. Bit. I get that they're going to run the ball a lot, but geez, like
0: Baker's Baker a top did. 20 fantasy quarterback, right? 15, um, ish.
2: Nah, top twenty.
0: He doesn't so in
2: fantasy you gotta have that rushing ability as a quarterback. Uh, that, that, that that's huge because those numbers are crazy. Okay, and how many
1: how many of those quarterbacks do have that? Like five, well, Okay,
2: well, I'm here, I'm here to tell you five. right now. I'm here to tell you right now. It's one of the reasons why Jalen Hurts is a top 15 fantasy quarterback and Baker Mayfield finds himself where he is on the list because Jalen Hurts can't throw the football, but he sure well, can run the ball. Jalen Hurts is also going to be playing a
1: bunch of football games that he's losing by four touchdowns in the third quarter. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to cut the ball loose and he's
2: going to have a right. bunch of production running around like a right. chicken with his head cut. Off. Right. Where so the, that's right, fine. right, but you asked the question. I gave you an answer. Fine. Two more traits to go. Yep. Competitive toughness. This is, one hurt me. This one hurt you.
1: This one hurt me because I had to leave a guy off that I did not want to leave off my list because he did not qualify for big playability.
2: Man, there's a a guy that neither of you have mentioned, and it hurts me that he hasn't been mentioned. So I hope he gets it. Two more chances. Is it Denzel Mims? It's not Denzel Mims. Oh,
0: okay. No. Frank Darby? Frank Darby? It's not Frank Darby, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. And
2: and by the way, it wouldn't be these two categories for Frank. No offense to Frank. I've defended him on the pod enough, but competitive toughness. Three, two, one. AJ. DK Brown. Metcalf.
0: Ooh. Is okay. So AJ Brown. Um that was I, the I, one that hurt to leave me off. Oh, this I had to put him here. And I see you you want to get DK in over AJ. Um yeah. AJ Brown, man, I think going into that watch, I just remember being enamored with how good he was after the catch and just not expecting that. Because he's kind of like a has an interesting build. Like he's not super tall and he's really thick. And I just didn't expect to see the elusiveness. And it's not just that he's elusive. He's really physical with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And like, I know this is an NFL play, but when he like carried half of a defense into the end zone, like last year for a big touchdown, I don't remember what game it was started like the five yard line. There's like five guys draped on him. He just was it willed Pittsburgh? himself. Dude. I don't remember, but he willed himself into the end zone. It was an unreal play. Um, Dude's a bully. I mean, he's just a straight-up bully in the way he plays the game.
1: Now, I want to issue a formal apology for A.J. Brown because when I, sit, when I sat down and started this process, literally the first two names that I wrote down were Jerry Judy and Route Running and A.J. Brown from Competitive Toughness. And then I got done, and I'm like, where the hell's D.K. Metcalf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a spot for D.K. So I'm sitting here, and I'm going back and forth. And I like Terry McLaurin in release package, so I couldn't put him there, which is where Joe put D.K. Metcalf. And it's like, okay, well, if we had a vertical receiving category, this would be the no-brainer for D.K., right? It was where he was so good at Ole Miss. It was just the explosive plays. I think he averaged 21 yards per catch his final season there. But it's really just how physical he is as a player. The height, weight, speed, profile of him, but how physical he is at the line of scrimmage, at the top of routes, at the catch point, those things for me were enough to say I'm going to be able to justify DK Metcalf being the selection here because at the end of the day, I would have kicked myself more for leaving Metcalf off than I would have for AJ Brown. But the first name that came to my mind when I did competitive <laughs> toughness was AJ Brown.
0: All right, one more.
2: I mean, this guy, the guy that I'm thinking of could go here. I'm, I'm skeptical, no, there's, though.
0: There's one answer for Big There play is ability.
2: There is one answer here. I'm just skeptical that you guys are going to leave this guy off, but all right, Big Playability. Three, two, one. Jalen Waddell. Waddell. Okay, thank goodness. Cooler heads prevailed
1: here. So, uh, The notes that I have, uh, Jalen Waddle's average distance for touchdown was in excess of 44 yards uh, throughout the course of his entire college career the University of Alabama. He obviously has the punt return skills as well. I think he returned, what, three kicks for touchdowns in addition to his receiving output. So, uh, Joe, we were there when he ran that punt back for a touchdown against uh, LSU, and it was Alabama needed a big play in the worst possible way. The risk of being at home and getting boat raced by Joe Burrow. Waddle fields that punt, gets his head twisted around by a face mask as soon as he catches the ball. Pirouettes comes all the way across the field. Next thing you know, he's in the end zone because he's a blur. Doesn't matter whether it's vertical. Doesn't matter whether it is screen game. Doesn't matter whether it's special teams or quick throws and the slants. He's a threat to take it to how to the house the entire time he's on the field when he's healthy. You know, you can ignore the Ohio state game because he played it nowhere near hundred percent. I think you could tell that was healthy, but it was important to him to play. Go watch the Georgia game. Like he he put the fear of God in the eyes of Georgia defensive backs every time he ran a route because they were petrified of getting ran past like they were standing still. And he did it to Tyson Campbell. He had what, a 89 yard touchdown on that in that game? And it was like literally just I'm gonna outside release you. You're gonna flip open. And as soon as you flip open, I'm gonna bang back, come back to the middle of the field, and you're just not gonna be able to touch
0: me. And he couldn't. Scary football player. Um, I think my not my favorite, uh, probably one of my favorite Jalen Waddle statistics is that for his career at Alabama, on targets 20 yards or more down the field, he caught 21 of 26 targets. I mean, he that's a perfect passer
1: rating on targets 20 plus yards downfield for his career at Alabama.
0: I'm guessing, I'm guessing, uh, of those 21 receptions 20 yards or more down the field the high percentage of those went for touchdowns given that uh, statistic you said about his average touchdown being 44 yards. Uh yeah, he's he's um as a a fan of a rival team, he makes me a little not a little nervous. He makes me a lot nervous to play against cuz he's got crazy big play potential.
1: Him and Will Fuller week 2. Baby, let's go.
0: Fuller. So, s- <laughs> That's going to that be a week. Well, that's that's a fun – it's a fun matchup because I, you, you've heard me for years talk about how I think the Bills have a very, very slow secondary. But what blows my mind is every single year, they are like the lowest in average depth of target against them. Teams just don't challenge them down the field, and I think it's because of Micah Hyde. Like, I think that's a Micah Hyde stat. But from a just like turn and run ability – they don't have the athletes that can do it. Well, so it's, and let me unreal
1: to me because I, I don't study the Bills defense to the depth that I study some other teams across the league, right? Because we divide pro scouting just like we divide mm-hmm. college scouting. You're going to know the Bills better than anybody on the staff. <clears throat> do they play up close or do they week to week just play off and they're going to say, we're going to let you take the stuff underneath and we're going to bet we can come up and tackle you?
0: Match quarters, man. It's not a whole lot of... It's not a whole lot of up in the face of guys. They so just you, play you leverage. You can't
1: stack them unless you're going to go max protect right? and you're going to try and run like Mills concept or something and try and pull that quarter safety down and run the post behind it. Like, that. that's that's your Bills
0: beater in match quarters, right? I guess. Um, they're smart. They stay leveraged. but I, I, they, It's just what's hard is because – we're physical traits people, right? We scout football players. Like there is a, a point in time where every coverage you have to turn and run with somebody. You have to stay in phase somehow. And zone, zone coverage turns into man coverage. Eventually, right.
1: Right. Like so, that, that's the big saying over so, the past year.
0: So at some point, Levi Wallace and his four, six, three is going to be isolated up with waddle. But I mean, dude, that happens. It happens all the time, right? Like they, the bills have played against Tyree kill. They, they play these players and, for whatever reason, every play year soft. the a- average depth of target is just—it's the lowest in the NFL. So
1: play soft, work underneath, and and challenge guys to win after the catch. That's the recipe, and and that's how you know. Even when they get gouged, your depth of target for your receptions is going to be low because you're playing over the top and you're allowing teams to take. The nickel and diming under the you're going
0: to have to string together a lot of plays in a row, right? That's the point.
1: Well, and that was the whole thing when they played when the Bills played the Chiefs. I remember that it was the Chiefs ran all over them, and it was (laughs) you were like, "That's by design." They they would love nothing more than to have Patrick Mahomes, freaking Patrick Mahomes, turn around and hand the ball off thirty times. So we're going to give you two high safeties
0: every single play. Yeah, dude, that was what they tried to do in the first game. <clears throat> and honestly, they they introduced enough variance to give them a them a chance at the end. But as a one score uh, game going in the fourth yeah, quarter, right? But exactly. And if if uh, I forget the was a Clyde Edwards Slaughter, I think was running back. Like he didn't fumble, but damn, it was close. And oh, the oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. short field, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is a crazy game plan. But Sean McDermott, like he just played percentages, and he introduced enough variance to give them a chance at the end and then they played more straight up. They said, okay, your guy versus in the AFC championship game, it was your guy versus ours. uh, Who who can do it? And Patrick Mahomes was that dude, right? And so that was the problem. So we'll see what happens. They'll get another chance uh, week six in 2021.
1: That's a really, you know, I'm not sure how much room we're going to have this all season because we have a great calendar of content planned, but to get into some stuff like that as far as like X's and O's and strategies and things like, like that was a really fascinating game approach for Buffalo in that first game against Kansas city. And like, I believe it rained in that game too. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like kind of wet. And so you're literally like, okay, we're going to take the air out of the ball. We're going to dictate the pace of play to you. We're going to dictate the terms of how you're going to play. And we're going to bet that if we get you out of your rhythm and it's a one score game, we can get that bounce of the ball late. That's going to give us the break that we need. And like you said, like they were this close <laughs> to getting the fumble that would have
0: turned the game. Well, what what you don't expect, I think, in that scenario is for you to not play well offensively, right? That's that foiled right. the whole thing, right? Like right. you, from a defensive perspective, I think you kind of had what you wanted, but offensively, you didn't score like you you thought you would.
1: Oh, well, that's gonna do. It. We we got. Bears on fences. Right.
2: We got what Bills world? game theory from like week six against. I don't know the how Chiefs. we got to the last five minutes of the pod, but we were there. We just did it. But it happened. Yeah, I darn it, Chris, because it's a, it's can't swear. It's good content.
1: It's it's a good oh, conversation. Nothing against the
2: content. I'm just saying. I just I just didn't know how I, we got there. It was just
1: an enjoyable ride for me. I understand that, and that's that's typically when we are at our best when we spontaneously break out into something like grasshopper sugar cookie, right? It's like when we are just completely spontaneous is when we have our most entertaining moments, and you never know when the next one is going to spring up. So hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. Follow along. We got two more shows this week. We got a live stream on Thursday night, YouTube, the Draft Network. We're going through some more of our best friends in the world, playoffpredictors.com. You're going to want to come back, check it out. So, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the wide receiver, Frankenstein's monster exercise that we have just completed. And uh, I would assume, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, tight end will be the next one that we conduct.
2: Tight end is next up. Probably won't be until Monday of next week. Oh, man, is
1: that's a shame. But you know what? We have other great content in the meantime. So, hit subscribe. Thanks, as always, for listening.